the PHX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Lena here with Craig and Petey. All three of us already have our feet on the table to start. It is. Is that a bad sign on a just, Tuesday? It's just. I think it's just July. Are you it's sick? July. I think it's the heat. Oh, the heat. Buddy, I am yeah. so like. Oh, I know. I tell everybody in the Midwest. Oh, we can handle the heat. Uncle, no. July and August suck here. I'm done. I feel like I should have worn black like you guys because I should be in mourning. Although well, we matched again. I can just say I'm feeling blue because, you know, my original NHL man crush is retiring today. Yeah, we wore black as the, the funeral of his career. Um, yeah. we, we coordinated without you. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, thanks for the text. Yeah, we're going to... That's how it works around here, by the way. <laughs> I'm cut out of communication. Sean knows how I feel, though. Oh, my goodness. Sean. Yeah, our three-person... Oh, I mean our four-person show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Sean gets it all the time. Mostly from you guys, though, not from me. Okay. Well, what we're going to do today is do uh, an expansion on some of the questions as part of Craig's mailbag. How many questions did you get? <sighs> what did I come up with? 70, some, 70 something, low 70s. Okay. Because you made only one. Limiting question. people to one. Like five people cheated, by the way, and yes. asked two questions anyway. Calling you out. You know who you are. It's pretty obvious if you look at the mailbag. We might even get to one of those people today. But yeah, still over 70 questions, which tells me, yeah, I need to limit this to one question per person. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll take me a week to do my mailbag. Yep. So we are going to expand on a handful of hand-selected mailbag questions um, on this show today. So buckle up. But before we begin with that, let's talk about Patrice Bergeron. The news dropped around 7 a.m. You have tissues? This morning. I have to say his retirement letter was one of the best retirement like announcements oh. I've ever seen or read. Like paragraphs upon paragraphs, each paragraph dedicated to thanking a different group or people or person in his life. I mean, freaking end of an era. I feel sad and I'm not even a Boston Bruins fan. I can't imagine how Bruins fans are feeling today, but end of an era. It is an end of an era. And what's sad is we saw what Boston did last season during the regular season. And, and I thought it would be such a capper to his career to get his second cup. It's, I mean, he got one, so you can't say he didn't win, but it, it sort of would have felt like validation. Imagine going out on top like that for Patrice Bergeron. Of course, we saw what happened in the playoffs, but it does not diminish the career of such an unconventional superstar, legit superstar in my opinion you know you look at that playoff run and it's interesting you mentioned that they were up three to one on the florida panthers they needed to win that series they win that series who knows what happens from there that was the best built team in the league all season long we all said it they had that mix of young and old and fast and, and defensive and they did everything but it was all led by patrice bergeron and that that is the consummate captain leader of a franchise. We talk about Shane Doan here. Well, that's Patrice Bergeron, not just of the Boston Bruins, but in the league. Like that's what a leader looks like. They do things the right way. They're a good person. They 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 lead from example. Um, we were talking about this before the the show, and it, it's if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, there's a problem. There's a big problem. Um, he is the Boston Bruins, and you talk about some of their greatest: Phil Esposito, Bobby Orr. Patrice Bergeron's in that same breath. And so I, I I think it's a bad, sad day for the NHL when they lose a player like this that carries the torch for so long. And he was part of that 2003 draft class that you guys redrafted a few weeks ago. And he's you know, the best draft class in the history of the game. And, and he's a part of it for a reason. And he was number one. You yeah. guys drafted him number one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
well, almost makes you cry just a little bit. I yeah. know. How did they? Didn't the Coyotes pick? No, never mind. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but this this is where this is where you wonder what's going to happen to the Boston Bruins franchise. Now, you would have loved to see in the script, you know, the Mighty Ducks Hollywood script where Patrice Bergeron wins the Stanley Cup and retires, and unfortunately, that didn't happen. But now you've got to see where, where we all thought, well, I did for sure, that I thought Boston's window had closed already. I thought yeah. they were too old. Well, now they've got to turn the page. And it, it's 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 not quite starting over. They've still got a really good lineup and a really good team in Boston. But this is a new era. That's a giant hole. Yeah. And do they do they name a captain? I don't think you can, can you? You mean go a season without? Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, and it's more than just the on-ice stuff. It's the, the off-ice stuff, too, and just the impact that he has on that on that team. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how they move forward without him. Um, and it just feels like the turning of a page in the NHL, as you know, we talked about that 2003 draft class, and we went into detail on it two weeks ago when we did the redraft, but more and more players from that draft class are retiring. I mean, it was 20 years ago, and it mm. just... Kind of feels like a new era um, in the NHL, and it's bizarre. Yeah. It's yeah. very bizarre. And he's, you know, you look at as a defensive forward, and Craig talked about this too. And he's won the the Selkie Award six times, an NHL record setting. There are very few players that are that well-rounded, two hundred foot player that does it at both ends of the ice. I really wish the NHL would modernize some of its trophy names. I don't think you have to pay homage to deep history with every one of these trophies when a player this special comes along reward him with that kind of honor and he's the kind of player that deserves that kind of honor and like you said first ballot hall of famer he's not a point per game player was not a patrice bergeron was not a guy who consistently put up big point seasons he had really productive seasons but not what you'd expect from a number one center right he's not putting up gaudy numbers but what he did the defensive side of the puck hasn't been matched he's the best defensive forward i have ever watched Yep, and as many people were tweeting today, they should rename the Selkie after Patrice Bergeron, and perhaps they will. So, Patrice. The forward-thinking NHL. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Patrice Bergeron, on a fantastic career. Um, and just a reminder, the Coyotes finally beat the Boston Bruins this year. Okay, moving on. Ah. Um, all right, we're going to get into uh, some mailbag questions here. Um, and before we get into it, so... The D-Back Show, <laughs> they do a Mailbag Monday every single Monday. Also, so does the CHGO Blackhawks show. And yesterday, PHNX Sun said, you know what? We're going to do a Mailbag Monday. And we said, you know what? We're going to be different. And we're going to do a Mailbag Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, that's totally different theme than it's a Mailbag. It's totally, totally different. different. Totally different. So It's because it's on a Tuesday. Yeah, not it's not on, on a Monday. Not only are we borrowing the idea, we're going to borrow the whole thing without further ado. It's Mailbag Tuesday. My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow. My mailbox, always something Take that, in Derek. Yeah. Um, okay. And this is why we love Sean DePaz because this was all his ideas. It's totally <laughs> right. together. Like, but I, like, but I threw so much shit at Sean this morning to, to get ready for the show. And he's like, hey, let's do something else. I'm like, okay, yeah. sure. But that, I just want to show how different it is. And our, our D back show can, it's just different. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. It is obviously. Tuesday. Very creative of us. I, I, think. I feel like it's worth noting that the uh, since the D backs have a takeover tonight, 
we did a post game show yesterday, so mm-hmm. we are doing a mailbag today. So we are also doing well, mailbag Tuesday. Well, ours was first. But yours was first. Okay. So. Now you can reuse that graphic again. <laughs> and the difference between our mailbag and the other mailbags is this is based off of Craig's mailbag, which is on gophnext.com right now. Is it for diehards only? It is for diehards so only. It is for diehards only. You 71 m- questions yeah. to answer your earlier question. Yeah. You must be a diehard to read the answers to all 71, but we are taking a handful today to expand upon on the show, create you know a little bit more discussion that maybe Craig could type out in multiple paragraphs, or maybe he just didn't want to. I'm just kidding. I didn't want to you know write 9,000 words. Exactly. So we're going to so. have a discussion about some of the ones that are can warrant a discussion. So... Without further ado, let's start with our first mailbag question from Loyal Sith. Um, and they ask, there's a lot of smoke around the Coyotes trying to sign Matt Dumba, but is he a guy that this team should be trying to sign right now in their stage of the rebuild? I'll let you guys go first on all of these because I've obviously answered all of okay. these in my own voice already. PD. Well, we talked about the weaknesses in this team when we talked about the lineup yesterday, and one of them is at defense. I think they need to make an upgrade there, and I, I nice guys. I, we're not criticizing the guys, but if they want to compete and they talked about they're making a step forward, I think they need to defend a little bit better than what they have on the ice right now. I think with Matt Dummy, you, we always talk about improving there. He's a right-handed defenseman. I think Another he can, righty. Yeah, another righty. Oh, I crazy, can't believe right? it is yeah, crazy. This so team weird. could end up with five, four or five... <laughs> a right-handed defenseman in the lineup. So I do think Matt Dumb is an upgrade, and I do think he helps pull some of these younger guys. He's 29 years old. Yep. He's a veteran guy that's already played nearly 600 games in the league that can help players like Mosier and Valimaki, help them guide their way through the league. And he's a little different player. We talk about veteran guys. Stetcher's now become a veteran guy. Brown's become a, a, a veteran defenseman. But they're not Matt Dumba. They don't play the same role, the same minutes, the same, the, you know, the same player that Matt Dumba can help Mosier and, and J.J. Valimaki come along. So I do think he fits. Um, the one concern I have is this team is built around players that want to be here. Mm-hmm. And and I think a player that doesn't want to be there yeah. and is unhappy there is a problem. So if he's if he really wanted to be here, I think he may be here now. So if if you're going to sign him, he better be fully committed. Yeah, I want to put it in the work. I want to be the guy here. But I think from the defensive standpoint, yeah, I think he is helps push push this rebuild faster. Yeah, and I think. If he were to sign here, it w- it's not like it's a five-year thing because that right. I think would be a little bit more questionable. They won't do that. Yeah, it sounded like it, maybe it would be more of a one-year, and I think that would be a good situation. We saw like similar to what Zucker mm-hmm. signed a, a one-year deal, kind of a trial run for those guys to you know have good career years. Um, you know, for Dumba, he's coming off of the worst season of his career. He could have come here and played a huge role because if you watched our show yesterday, you know. The defensive depth is maybe lacking a little bit. Or, There's a or, hole there for, yeah. for a guy like Matt. Yeah, Dumba. exactly. So I think in the sense, and I, you made a good point about people who want to be here, but I think if it was a one-year deal, then 100%, like, I think it would be fine. Yeah. I, if it was any longer, then I would think, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, like one or two years for me is the max. You don't go beyond that. And I don't think they'll go beyond that anyway. Um you mentioned the one-year prove-it, though. I mean, you look at the cap situation, the cap is expected to go up significantly next season. So 
That's why you're seeing a lot of the situations you're seeing around the NHL right now. He could cash in if he has a big season with greater opportunity in Arizona. I had forgotten who gave me this information, and so I, I, I want to give him a shout-out because I, I finally found it this morning. I had talked to Mike Rousseau about his season last season. Mike Rousseau, of course, covers the Wild for the Athletic. And, and as I said in the, the mailbag, I think he's a guy who can bridge the gap to the point where they're their top prospects are maybe ready to at least debut in the NHL. And that would obviously mean more than one year, maybe he signs two years, but we'll see if, if it even materializes. But as Mike said, he was very good defensively in, in the second half of last season after a brutal start, very competitive guy who likes to go for open ice hits, a true energy guy on and off the ice. So to, when you're talking about a guy who does, he want to be here. I, I think it's clear that Matt Dumba would prefer other options, but I don't get the sense that if, another team isn't able to clear space that he's going to come here and pout because he has to play for Arizona. It doesn't sound like that's his character anyway. Um, he's not the offensive guy that he was before he tore his pec in 2018, but you and I have talked about this. I think he'd probably still be the quarterback of the second power play unit. So I think there's still value there. We talked about struggling to put someone on the right side on the second pair. He seems to fit there. It seems to be a hole that where they could slide him in. So Again, I think this is a long shot. I think he's looking, waiting for other teams to maybe make moves and clear cap space. If it's San Jose, I don't get it at all. It's really weird to me what San Jose is doing. They should be bottoming out as well as they can, even if they get rid of Eric Carlson. Um, but I just don't I don't I don't think it's necessarily a bad situation for Matt Dumba to come here. I I don't I don't see any negatives if it's on a short term contract. The only thing that I'll say as a negative is is it too soon to be putting these kind of players on the ice? And when I say these players, I mean Zucker and Kerfoot and Dumba and this team. Are they getting better too quickly? And I think we'll, we'll get to that. that. Yeah, yeah, that's a later question. So that's so. the only thing that concerns me. Yep. All right. Let's move on to question two. This one comes from Nick Boric. It's a um, two-part question. Yes. You cheated, Sneaky. Nick. I'm just going to say it. You cheated. But <gasps> this is a fun one. So we should read directions. We probably should have thought about this. What? I should probably should have put more thought into this. I mean, this one's <laughs> there's not a lot of thought that no, needs to go is. into so this. This is one. great because I did think about um, this. If you could bring back one player from the Coyotes' past in their prime, who would it be? And if you could take a player from the current Coyotes team and put them on a past Coyotes team, which team and which season? Well, from the past to here, that gives you a lot of options. You you could look at a number one center like a Jeremy Roenick and get the flash and dash would help sell tickets could play with Clayton Keller. I like that. You look at a Keith Kachuk that was the an old-time NHL or hard-driving power forward gets to the net again. I'm thinking a little different. And if I want to go with a defenseman because I think they need a defenseman right now. And I think they need a quiet leadership, a guy that does things right on and off the ice. I want to bring back Teppo Newmanen. I thought about Shane Doan because he could have played in every era. But right now I thought Teppo Newmanen could be that quiet leader that does things the right way that can lead by example and can help all of these young guys progress with development. So I'm taking Tepo Newman. We got Leah. I mean, my gut was saying Shane Doan just because like, I like it. Never a bad choice. It, you just can't go wrong. I know it's like such a boring, easy answer, but I just look, you look at the youth movement with this team and I know it would be his prime. So he would be technically younger, but I mean, even at a young age, Shane Doan's been a leader. Um, and I think he would have been a great person in the locker room to help lead this next generation of players um to a good 
good place. And I, if you're going to take Shane Doan, I would take like the 2009 to 2012 Shane Doan. Yeah. When when he was the, that that year he got injured against Detroit in the playoffs, he he the was one man wrecking absolute crew. beast. That's the best hockey he ever played in his career, and he's just going for a loose puck and trips over the goalie. Yeah, and to it, avoid uh, the goalie too. Yeah, and and and, yeah. and it's too bad because he was a beast. Mm-hmm. And I know there were moments in his career where you looked at Shane Doan and go, "Wow, he's really good." That playoff series, he's like, "Oh my god, this guy is unreal." Second half. Well, who'd you pick for well, that one? Well, I'll, I'll give both my answers, but who's your player from the current Coyotes that goes? And That's you, hard because I, I think him? the game has changed so much. And and you look at Clayton Keller going back to 2012. Could they have used a player like? Clayton Keller, but yeah, they could use more goal scoring. I'm not sure what the the clutching and grabbing in 2012 that Clayton Keller would have excelled there. So you look at more of a player. I was looking at, I was looking at um, Jack McBain, and I would <laughs> like to send Jack McBain back to 2012 because I think he would have been the prototypical 2012 Coyote player. Big. Gets to the net, plays hard, can fight if you need him to, but he can also add offense and he can kill penalties. He can be a matchup center, yeah. So I'd take Jack McBain back to 2012 and just that one piece maybe helps get you over. I would also drop him back, Jack McBain, same guy, into 99-2000 when you had Tockett, Kachuk, Roenick, and they were so close mm. to getting over. Maybe a player like that could have helped them in the bottom of their lineup that they lacked. Hmm. We got Leah. Um, this one's harder for me because I don't have as sure. much of knowledge of like b- before 2010 ish. Um, and I also went to my brain went to 2012 because I was just thinking like who what, who can get them over the edge and for similar reasons than what that you said. I said Lawson Kraus. Oh yeah, to 2012 because it's also size. He'd fit on that. It's team. also yeah. penalty kill, possibly second power play. Speed, speed, yeah. size. I like that. Lawson Kraus um, would be a really good choice. And he would have fit in the room too. Would have helped like against that. the Kings in that series. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a good. Pick. That's my choice. That's a really good pick. All right, so so here's the I right one. Past are these the right picks? <laughs> when I went to the past, I also chose uh, a number one setter. I chose Pavel Datsuk. <laughs> You really, you really like wow. read this question. Were like, wow, that's why you wanted to go yeah. last. And if you could take a player from the current Coyotes team and put him on a past Coyotes team, I figured I would beef up their defensive core back in the 2012 yeah. playoffs even Weber. more by taking Shea Weber. Yeah. Oh yes. my God! There you go. He's right. The funny thing Gosh, is, I was it. looking for a defenseman back in in 99, 2000, back with the Kachuk year. I was looking for a defenseman that could have gone back and helped because um, they needed some help on the third pair back then. And there just wasn't a guy that really fit that style of hockey back then. Shea Weber. Oh. Shea oh, Weber Craig. on 2012. <laughs> Got to have some fun. Outsmarted us all. All right. Let's get to our third question. This one comes from Luke Affolter, I'm it sorry. Luke I... A in the questions. I'm assuming this is Luke Affolter. If I'm wrong, okay. sorry. Luke A, is... Luke A, at the very least, um, said, Chris Peters has said before that he doesn't believe the KHL is a good league to develop young players in. With Simashev and Boot being a such important prospects for the franchise, are the Coyotes confident their Russian team will put them in situations to develop properly and that their player development department will have enough access to the players given the difficulty of entering the country? Either you guys want to weigh in on this one? Well, the answer is you have no choice. That's where they have to play. But here's what I think. They are, the, the KHL teams, management coaches, they can, they don't care. Literally don't care how the guy progresses to play in the National League. Care less. 
not important to them, where you see the CHL and NCAA, and I think they have, they, they know if their player goes on to play in the NHL, that that bodes well for their organization and helps them for an NCAA team, helps them recruit. I think it helps bring money to teams in the CHL where their players get drafted. So I think there is a bigger eye. They allow those development coaches to come on campus or into the CHL team and help those players. That doesn't happen in the KHL, period. But those players can develop because they're playing in the second best league in the world, meaning they're playing against men every night. They're playing similar to an NHL schedule. Mm -hmm. They're playing against close to NHL talent as you're going to get, and it's men versus men. This is big boy hockey in the in the yep. KHL. So if you're playing important minutes with a KHL team, that helps you prepare for playing big minutes here in the NHL. So you look at Kirill Kaprizov. He seemed to do just fine playing against men in that league. I think you, you are able to step more quickly from the KHL to the NHL once you've played against men for two or three years Leah um I mean I can't there's not really more to add than what PD said for me but I think you know are the Coyotes confident their rush team will put them in situations I'm sure that in all of the research that they did with drafting these guys and when we talked to the scouts and Bill Armstrong at the draft they you know they did their due diligence with these players like they I, I you'd have to imagine that they did the due diligence mm -hmm. with thinking about that particular situation so I don't know because I haven't asked them. You might have, but yeah. um, that's just what I think. A couple of things. First off, uh, and, and I reached out to Chris because I had a feeling I knew what Chris Peters meant when he said that. The KHL is not a developmental league for the same reason that the NHL is not a developmental league. You are there to win. And if you're not contributing to a, a winning product, you're probably not going to play that much. So that would be the concern. If Simashev and Daniel Boot or Danielle Boot, as Simashev himself pronounced it, so maybe that is how we pronounce it. Um, <sighs> If they don't, if they make mistakes and they find themselves riding pine, that's a problem. If you're not playing, then you're not developing. But you're right, PD. If, if these guys have any kind of significant role on this team, playing in the KHL is absolutely going to have them help them develop because they're playing in a situation that would be very similar to the NHL. You got to perform or you're not going to play. That's what they're going to face in the NHL. So that's a good thing, in my opinion. Um, Yaroslavl, and I remember asking, Dave King about this because our, our friend Dave King, who knows so much about Russian hockey, having coached over there, having coached in Yaroslavl, he talked about how good their development program is. Actually, there's some KHL programs where it's it's not good at all, but there are a handful that do it well. And this is one of those programs that at least Dave King thinks does a really good job of development. So you have that in your back pocket, knowing that as well. As far as access. Yeah, that's going to be a problem, yep. especially. I mean, when you look at the, where the teams are located. Maybe the guys can sneak into Belarus again and catch a game <laughs> or two, but this is mostly going to be video scouting. And then in, in terms of touching the players, it's Zoom calls. That's what you're going to have to do. That's the reality for two years. But I think they're comfortable with it, and I think they – they believe enough in the players that they're willing to let that ride for two years. Yeah, they're playing big minutes now. Yeah. And so they're only going to play more as they mature and take on a bigger role on their prospective teams. I'm not as worried about it. Um, you saw the look on their faces when they got drafted. These are that this is going to be a, a good place for them. Uh, and I'm not too worried about their developing in the K. Yep. All right, before we move on to some more mailbag questions, my friend Spencer, I don't know if you're listening or watching Spencer, um, comment if you are, sent me a picture yesterday, If you, and he said, if you know, you know, and it was a picture of two big margaritas on oh. the bar top at Illegal Pete. But it's yeah. Margarita Monday was yesterday. It was, and he was there participating oh. in Margarita Monday. Okay. So, um, Is it Tequila I, Tuesday? 
It's not, but it is Taco you can make Tuesday. It, dude, I mean, you can make it whatever you want, but it is Taco Tuesday um, and Illegal Pete's. Listen, it's hot out. You want to cool down, go to Illegal Pete's, kick back and enjoy an ice cold margarita or a bucket of high noons. This is an amazing deal. Five high noons for just $22. Um, and don't forget to follow at Illegal Pete's on Instagram to stay updated on all their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned on their stories to win free tickets to the concerts you're dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books. What are high noons? They're like a canned. Is it like a seltzer? It's like a seltzer. Okay. But it's they're it's good. They're yeah. they're good. Yeah. Okay. Um. And obviously we've try. had illegal pizza for lunch here the last two weeks in a row. So it's lucky. So good. Oh, it's just so good. <laughs> it is. It's like, so good. That it, it does not last a day here. Like we our staff just devours illegal pizza. So. Yeah, I came in like day two after not having day one, and they were just like I was I was eating scraps. Yeah. It was kind of depressing actually. Yeah. If you but guys then had you, seen it. But then you can make like nachos kind of with the leftovers. True. So, if we had an oven. It's always something. Um Sean, obviously part of our show. He's on the D back show as well. And the D backs have been struggling so maybe don't bet on them <laughs> or do you can tune into bhnx bets daily at noon to find out but um if you haven't signed up for bet mgm yet they have the swing for the fences game which is super fun to play daily you can pick a sh- area of the strike zone get a single double triple home run or pop out and you can receive a prize that you can use on an mlb bet that within 24 hours so it's free to play it's just a boost for you and i highly recommend checking it out if you haven't signed up for the app yet use code phnx there's a few different offers depending on where you live but for arizona audience place your first bet offer and receive up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets if it loses with bet mgm again make sure you use that bonus code phnx you can check out the show notes for full details and now you can listen to shane talk about the disclaimer Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Okay, let's carry on with our mailbag Tuesday. <laughs> um, and we'll go to our next question from Desert Dog 17, who asked, I understand it's time for the Yotes to have to try and take a step forward, but do we really think we bottomed out enough to get the star power we need? Afraid once again it will have to be by committee instead of complimenting stars. It's a really fair question. Yeah, it's a really good question. Well, this is something we've talked about here a lot over the last two seasons when we're going into a rebuild and we always bring up the Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel scenario or the Derek Stepan, Antiranta scenario where at two different times this organization was looking to rebuild, gave up assets to improve immediately. The difference this time, and I, I think it's something important to note. I think their players, they're getting better players this year than they did a year ago. They're not picking up dead contracts to get more draft picks. The difference in the players they're getting right now, they're not giving up future assets to get those players here. So they still have those assets in the cupboards for years to come. Do I think that they are going to finish higher than fifth to last? Probably do. And I think you're looking at what they did last year, fifth to last, sixth to last, all the way up to to tenth to last. And it, I still don't think it's a playoff team. I also believe in, in GM Bill Armstrong's ability to draft players in other p- spots than the top five. 
I think Logan Cooley is going to be that number one pick that they've been waiting for. I think that he redrafts. He is a top three for sure because he was, but I think he's a one or a two. Um, I'm not as worried about it as I was in the other situations where they gave up draft picks and gave up the future to acquire things right now. Taylor Hall. Yeah. Because somebody made that comparison in, in a question that I grouped with this one saying, is this going to be another Taylor Hall situation? Well, no, they're not giving up yep. really valuable assets. In this case, they're just <clears throat> signing guys. Uh, but yep. Yep. but again, it could it could push them up standings to the point. I'd, I'd like to see the Coyotes get one more really at least elite defensive prospect and one more elite center prospect. I'm not saying you know, top level, like Sidney Crosby level, but I'd like to see them get another really promising prospect at each of those positions. And to do that, you got to be, you probably got to be like top six. Yeah. I think the issue is with this rebuild that they're going through now, like they've really put everything into this being a rebuild Mm -hmm. and kind of have one shot at it right now. And especially with everything else going on with this franchise, with the arena, like you can't really afford to do this, like to start over, to do this again, like cool. you, you, you had to either nail it the first time or work with what you have. And I think this is a work with what you have situation. I agree with PD that I think Logan Cooley is that top guy. Finally, um, there's teams that are have been successful in one cups without. I mean, St. Louis is the perfect example. We've done a whole show diving into that. They found a number one center via trade, which is so rare. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and listen, like. But it happened. Yeah, it can ha- it can happen. So, I think ag- again, the difference is I can't remember, and I you know wasn't aware of the entire Coyotes history, but I can't really remember a time that the cupboards have been so full with this level of prospect talent yeah. and this many assets as well. And it goes back to your point about the lack of assets. Even losing the draft picks is part of the punishment. Like the. They're finally in a place that they have all those things. And as we do these redrafts that we've been doing, like you can find amazing value at, you know, a 10 or let's say, and maybe yeah. that's where the Coyotes are going to be picking next summer, um, yeah. given maybe the little bump they're going to get from these guys that we've mentioned. But there are players. Yeah. It's, the percentages are much lower, but there are players. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's like you just have to have faith in bill armstrong and at this point like this is the cards that have been dealt this is what the staff has done with the cards and now we'll see and i think i think a team can have success without like you know the connor bedard level talent because teams have like only one team has connor mcdavid and they haven't won a stanley cup so it's like you can win championships with different makeups of different teams yeah you can i I Again, though, going back to the teams that won multiple cups. Yeah, we talked Chicago, Chicago, Boston, Pittsburgh. At this point, I just want one, Craig. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's fine. Give me like, one. <laughs> well, Patrice Bergeron was a low draft pick, though, right? Right. Yeah. So you found a Patrice Bergeron and won a cup. St. Louis won a cup by somehow getting a, a number one center that they didn't have, or really two top six centers via trades, which was a crazy way of doing it, but they used assets to acquire it. So maybe that's a possibility, and obviously Bill Armstrong was there. It's possible. I just... It's a lot easier if you can just, yeah. you know, if you have luck. And again, well, and that's I, what Nicholas said, like the zero lottery luck. To yeah. And yeah. I, 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 again, I've said this before, but I get so frustrated with like, oh, look at how great a job the Blackhawks or the Penguins did in building a Stanley Cup chip. No, they didn't. They just got lottery luck. They got they got the right draft spot in a year when there was a franchise player. That's, that's there's no great 
effort that get that got them there. It's it's just blind luck that they landed the players that they got and that led to cups. So let's not celebrate them too much for the team building. If they don't get those players, they're not winning cups. Yep. All right. And speaking of, I guess, outlook going forward, we'll go to our next question. This one comes from Albert Godleski, um, and they ask, based on the roster as it stands now, what should realistic expectations be for this year's team? Leah? I'll, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you start. Um, not a playoff team. I know they're better, but better than sixth to last is not playoffs. Um, it's... 10th to last uh that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking lower middle of the pack if i had to get not even bubble i mean who knows what like run the tape on this one when they do that i know exactly uh, it, it's so hard to say because this team always defies every expectation but realistic i think like the one step below the playoff bubble team they could have a stretch this season where they go on a run and we're gonna think what is this like should we think about playoffs? And then, like, they're going to crash and burn. That's what I think. This is hard because so many things fell into place last season for them to get to 70. Yeah. I said this was a team that was going to tease the the bottom mark of 57 all time <laughs> for points. I was wrong because they get up to 70. But several players had career years. The goaltending was much higher than expected. This team just had the mullet magic at home. So many things to lead to that. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were a year ago on points. I think mm. they get below 70 points, mm. even with the upgrade in talent. I think it's a lot to ask for unless they continue. I uh, Maybe they're not done. And we talk about Dumba cutting onto the team because there's my concern is I think they're going to give up a lot of goals still. I think they'll score more or be on a similar scoring pace than they were a year ago by adding Zucker and Kerfoot. But I am concerned about their ability to stop some of the high skilled players in this league. And yeah. this league is built on superstars and they're going to have a hard time defending, I think. Um, so I'm concerned. I, I, I don't think they finish much higher than they did a year ago. Okay. Huh. I think from a team perspective, they're a realistic goal would be to try and push for somewhere around the 80-point barrier, to get close to 80 points. That would be a step forward for them from a team perspective. Um, I have some. I share some of the same views that you do, Petey, though, and I worry about this back end. They're not starting the season with Shane Gossesbear and Jacob Chikrin, right. even though Jacob Chikrin didn't play all that much. Um, but they're, they're not starting with some of those guys. So you add Zucker and Kerfit, but you took out other things. I still have concerns about their back end. I wonder if Mullet Magic will continue into another season or if teams will have figured that out by then. I don't know. I don't know that this team is markedly better than last season's team. A lot of, I, I mean, you can look at the forward group and say, yes, it is. And maybe that core takes another step forward. And that's a big thing to consider here. If Clayton Keller and Lawson Krause and Nick Schmaltz and Barrett Hayton are better, yeah, this is going to be a better team. That's, I guess that's the group of players that I'm looking at that will decide the fate of this team. And I think that's the way Bill Armstrong wants it to. That is his core. You guys will dictate to me what happens next for this team. So, it's on their shoulders. And the other wild card too, Craig, is Andre Turney. And he's hmm. shown that his ability to coach players up to and exceed their expectations and yeah. where their bar is set has been proven. And honestly, after talking to him at the, at the ice den over the, the development camp, I, I would never bet against the guy. So to the fans that think, is this a playoff team? Gosh, I... I there's so it's so hard to make the playoffs in this league that I'm not sure they can. 
Um, but there are going to be moments this year where you go, maybe. I, I agree with Leah. I think we're going to go through stretches and go, gosh, they're going to tease us. They'll tease us into Christmas. And we'll, yeah. and then I just don't think they, they have the horses. Uh, um, but don't bet against Andre Cherney. Uh, Ogie said 75 points. So we'll see. And I do think that like the the over under line set at the beginning of the season by the sports books are really interesting. So we'll have to mm. pay attention to what BetMGM has their point total set at. Um, okay, next question. This one's from Bill Brasky. Um, he asks, now that the Atlanta Gladiators have aligned with someone else, what other existing ECHL teams are still looking for NHL affiliates? Also, do you think the number of draft choices the Yotes have coming up will make it more important to have an ECHL partner? I think there's only one person can answer this question. I think it's Craig. No, that's fine. Like all of the existing ECHL teams have affiliates. There's 28 of them, and they're all affiliated. So there are four teams. Tahoe. There are four teams. Yeah, but Lake Tahoe comes online in uh, not next season, but the season after. They expect to announce an affiliation in February, so that's a possibility. Um, but when you ask Bill, do I think that the number of draft choices the Caddies have coming up will make it more important to have an ECHL, ECHL partner? No, because teams by and large don't use the ECHL for their prospects. It's the goalies. Only, yeah, it's usually goalies. Like if you're looking for an extra slot, you've got three prospects all at the pro level. You don't have a net for all of them, so uh, sometimes you put that third guy in the ECHL. If you look at the Coyotes system right now, they've got two AHL goalies, then a bunch of prospects that are either going back to juniors, going back to Europe, or going to college. They don't have that guy that where they need an ECHL affiliate right now. I don't know if they're going to pursue Lake Tahoe yet. I know they're pursuing a number of things. They're talking about a number of things. My suspicion, at least for this season, is they'll just loan players out if they need to do that for the ECHL. And you can do that. You're allowed to loan them to existing ECHL franchises. Yeah, one of the things that the advantage for teams, why would teams do that? Well, they get a good player that's trying to develop and you don't have to pay them. And so that that's one of the reasons you'd want to take another uh, player on. I, I agree with Craig. I don't think with with their top draft picks playing in the K and in the NCAA, I I just don't know where they'd get the player pool. Right. And it's it's interesting Bill's Bill's uh, opinion on this too, because you look at some of the Eastern teams, they really do believe that there's a model that can work for the ECHL. There are teams that are more invested in putting some of their players in the ECHL. Bill Armstrong's not one of those guys. He's not a big believer in the need for an ECHL franchise other than, as we mentioned, if you have a goalie that you need to get some reps. I just think so. I just think like Tahoe would be cool. It would be really so. cool. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely oh, want to go up there and do a story. Go. Let's go. Right. We'd have to do a story. About a oh, show boy. We would have to. Come yes, on. Yes, we would. <laughs> yeah. So um, we will see how that progresses. And okay, well, we are flying through these. I'm yeah, impressed with great. us. Um, we have a couple more and then we have Trivia Tuesday. But first, it is Tuesday, of course. And if you are a teacher and you're not back to school already, like the teachers at Craig's kids' school who are already back at work, which is crazy. Um, I know school goes back soon. Um, so teachers, while you're still off, go to the A Street Pub, the Four Peaks A Street Pub, bring your teacher ID because every Tuesday... I think this might be the last week, actually, because it's through July. Bring a valid teacher ID, receive $4 pints of Killifter, Wow, Hazy, and Hopknot. It's Teacher Tuesday. So check it out. We love Four Peaks. Um, you can buy Four Peaks wherever you buy your beer. You can try the A Street Pub as well. So check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. It must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And please drink responsibly. Um, and speaking of responsible usage, our friends at OG's... If you haven't tried OGs either, 
check them out. I mean, we've been talking all about the pink lemonade gummies and how delicious they are, but I don't want it to get lost that the mixed bags of the fruits and the creams are so worth a try. The flavors are amazing. There's something for everyone. The fruits, the watermelon, red apple, peach, the creams, blackberries and cream, orange creams, cold peaches and cream, pink lemonade, all of it. There's something for everyone. As I mentioned, indica, sativa, sleep, microdose, whatever need you have, OGs has something for you in a delicious flavor. Um, so get your gummies while you can. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Okay, let's move on to our next mailbag question. This one comes from Jay Blay. I'm just going to say it Jay Blay. I don't know how to. I'm sorry. I, I like for, saying Jay Blay. J-B-L-E-Y. Words. Can, yeah, Jay Blay. Should we expect to see another trade or two to get draft capital and get a big contract, i.e. Boracek, Little, Weber, etc.? Bill Armstrong certainly loves to zig when others zag. I'm going to say no. They've and Bill's made it pretty clear that they're past the point of taking on bad contracts to acquire draft capital. They've got a ton of draft capital. The next three drafts, I think they have 12 picks in the first two rounds overall over the next three drafts. So they've got a lot of draft capital. I would not say never, however. If somebody comes with an offer to take on a big contract that blows their socks off, and we're not talking about, oh, a second-round pick like they've taken in the past. They're not going to do that anymore. It would have to be... A really big offer for them to be willing to do that with another bad contract. So by and large, I think they've moved past that era of the rebuild. Yeah, and I agree. But you look at the the cap space that this team has right now, and they've got so much dead money on their books as we speak. I have a hard time believing, even with the cap moving up, that they're going to try to take on any more of those contracts right now. Yeah, I don't really have anything more yeah. to add than that. Um, so we will move on to our next question. Our final one. Which is really fun. Um, and this one comes from Nick Fraley, who asks, if the Coyotes were to get a second mascot, what would you want it to be? And what would you want it to be named? And I'm upset because before the Vegas Golden Knights had chance, mm -hmm. I think a heel monster would have been a really yep. good one. Yeah, but I do. Chance is taken. So I can't go heal a monster. And we have the Roadrunner down in Tucson. Can't do that. Can't do him either. Which Dusty. would be perfect because it's a coyote. I and a know. And they could do so much Maybe. stick around the arena. Yeah. They could chase each so other. Good. It'd be funny. Yeah. But no. Do you have an idea? For well, this there's one? a couple. Okay. We got. Well, I, I think you, we'll, we'll steal one from the lacrosse. I like the menacing fear that a scorpion puts into s someone's eyes. I don't know what the nickname would be for the scorpion, but I think it's just scary. Sting. I think you. <laughs> Stinger? Sting. 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 Oh. Yeah, like the band. Just, thing. Yeah. 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 I like that. I just or think the they're scary. Thing. People are scared of them. Like, can you imagine, like, like just all all the the the, the videos you can make with the stair, or um, we would have a sandstorm and call him Booby, <laughs> the Habooby, Habooby. I mean, you know, Dusty is the natural, but they already have Dusty down in Tucson. Max just walked. They in. already have Dusty down in Tucson, so you can't call him Dusty, right. so you call him Booby. I'm still gonna read mine after yours, Leah, but I'm all on board the sandstorm Booby. Sandstorm Booby. Oh and then he could be God. for the desert like nights when they come out. Now. He could be the sandstorm booby. and just spin around and booby. He just he, yeah. he just constantly runs around like yeah. Mullet Arena on the yes. concourse. Better runs. be really careful with how you shape him, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. wow, can you say that? Okay, I was trying to think of like other Arizona creatures, and the only one that I can come up with is a javelina. 
Like a, like What's a, the name? Like a piggy. piggy. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't mind it. I know javelinas are technically rodents. <laughs> we and... might have to have a name the javelina mascot <laughs> if piggy doesn't stick. I don't know Please if that's the I like the idea of javelina. Javelina is a cool animal. Yeah. And then they they charge it like the mascot will like yeah. randomly charge it. They move you. in. Do you know what the group? <laughs> do you know what a group of javelinas is called? A booby. It's called a squadron. <laughs> is it really? That. Yeah. Is that true? That's, metal. That's true. That goes crazy. <laughs> oh my god! Please chat chime in with your ideas. I, I feel like they just need an agent of chaos, like gritty, like not yes. a nondescript Brilliant. creature of sorts that just so hard I though. Think right? Gritty would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like you're copying <laughs> gritty at this point. <laughs> Copied the Philly fanatic. He yeah, just but gritty, but it's already within world. Philly. So. That is true. It's gritty's world. Javier the Javelina. I mean, I feel like we just need a desert dog. Sidewinder like the rattlesnake. Just a desert dog to yeah. go along with the coyote. Yeah. Right. All right. What did you have? Mine was lame. I, I like the crescent moon, and I want to see them do more with it. So I had a, a moon mascot, and I named him Keith. <laughs> Keith Moon for the former Who drummer. Cat's bad. But there's also Keith Kachuk. There's also Keith Yandel. Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, and I, I even admit the new mascot in the back of the jersey not. just says Keith. But That's I bad. like the idea of it being a moon, like just like, a big ball you know that's the yeah, like, Remember Peter yeah, Puck? Like, like a yeah. big, just a big so circle, a big... and you know, like the meme of the moon with like the smile on its face. Like that's mm-hmm. what its face would be. And yeah, it looks like really the moon cringe. from Bear in the Big Blue House. <laughs> he's like how he's like Howler's like buddy that everyone's like, oh yeah, there's Keith. Hi Keith. Oh, no. oh boy okay. all right well that concludes uh mailbag tuesday thank you to everyone all 71 of you yeah who seriously asked well question not 71 really because yes. five of you cheated but there was a first with this mailbag craig there was this is cool actually this there were more questions from discord than there were from twitter this is the first time this has happened since i came to phnx and that tells me that the diehards are growing Yep. It really speaks volumes to me about how this community has grown. As you know, we are all about community. The community is growing and it should grow more. You know why? Because we're going to have even more diehard content. Petey is going to create even more diehard content. We'll see. Petey's we'll actually... We'll see. see. Good I'm, sales pitch. I'm technically, <laughs> and, and, and I'm technically working on some of that supplemental content for the Discord right now yeah if you've seen him just being on his computer yeah, he's not, not paying attention. bored but he's actually working because because can we tell him is this a thing yeah that we can say it go yeah. ahead so we're gonna try something new with our discord and phnx has decided to to try it with the hockey discord the coyote discord so <laughs> Petey's the, the i'm the guinea pig the guinea pig tomorrow night which is wednesday right wednesday, wednesday. tomorrow 6 p.m tomorrow arizona time 6 p.m. we're gonna have a little town hall in the discord don't know how it works i don't need to we know how it works. Don't okay, <laughs> Leah. Leah knows how to work. She's going to help moderate it. But we're going to. We're if you're in belong to the Discord here at PHNX members only. You get a peek behind the curtain. We're working on a few different behind the scenes stories of the way things really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we had a lot of talk in discussion about where when um, they hired Rick Tockett as the head coach. We might tell a story on how that really happened um, because I was there. And then we're going to do some video breakdowns. We're going to watch some video, which so I'm doing PD's now. Puck Talk is really it's PD's, it's a PD's, PD's Puck Talk live at 6 p.m. Yep. Arizona on, time. Arizona on time. Wednesday. So and then be a little there. Q&A. Be there or be. And a little Q&A. Yep. So I love, I it. Drink, I love this. I may have to drink during. That's fine. Because I'm intimidated. 
by some of the people on our Discord. They're very knowledgeable people, and they're going to— We do have knowledgeable people. Please don't argue with me. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's tomorrow night, 6 p.m. If you're not a diehard and you're thinking this sounds really interesting, become a diehard today. It's perfect timing for this this new thing we're unrolling here. Um, lots of perks to becoming a diehard, such as access to our Discord and now these Discord hangouts that we're going mm -hmm. to start doing, um, live interactive events, obviously access to the weekly diehard-only content, such as Craig's mailbag today on the website. Um, you get 20% off events, 20% off merch, a free hat or shirt when you sign up, and every year after as you renew so just tons of great perks the dobson ranch card 50 dollar voucher to mount mike's pizza um it really pays for itself so join our family and become a diehard today and of course check out the phnx locker to grab the best arizona sports gear around um and you can rock that gear around town and when you stop inside a circle k to pick up a polar pop which i highly recommend stay hydrated like i think we all think you can't just drink the same amount of water you normally do because it's just hot. So drink more than you think. Get a Polar Pop. Go inside. Grab a couple snacks. And uh, keep on the lookout for PHNX personalities on the screen. Sean's been spotted. Sel's been spotted. Lindsay's been spotted. Leah's been spotted. I think, I don't know if I've been spotted anymore. Nobody's <laughs> okay. reached out. But uh, that, it's fine. I had my time in the sun. So make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K near you. All right. Last segment of the day. It is Tuesday, which means it's Trivia Tuesday, which means that PD's gone, I've gone, and now I got the controls. it's Craig's turn. So... Without further ado, if we're ready, Sean, <laughs> give me, maybe not, maybe not. I don't know what the music is. Okay, that's fine. It's, uh, we'll, we'll just go without it. Okay. Okay. It's Trivia Tuesday. We can still show the, the intro card, though. Oh, here we go. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> great, great stuff. You know? There we go. It's Trivia Tuesday <laughs> with your host. Craig S. Morgan, not the country. All right. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh Welcome God. to Trivia Tuesday. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm your host, Craig Morgan, here with Leah Merrill and Steve Peters and Shonda Paz. And let's get right to it, shall we? I'm going to start you guys off with a softball I'm for so Trivia scared. Tuesday. The first question, we're going to bounce around Coyote's history, but the overall theme is off-season transactions, off-season acquisitions. Okay. So let's go with glasses. number one. Are Put you on guys ready? Glasses. This 2018 free agent signing is the only player since 2010 to score six shorthanded goals in two or more NHL seasons. Michael Can you Grabner. Mike no Grabner? You are correct. Michael Grabner. Nice. Woo! Who has promised ball. us, by the way, he's going to be on the show in August. So let's now go. I put it out there, Grab, so you have to show up. Let's go to question number two. Oh, this, my, my God. God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Typical writer. This UFA signing Paid and close by the word. friend of a Coyotes legend, whom he never played with in Arizona, had seven straight seasons of 27 or more goals and six of 30 or more before signing a four-year, $24 million deal in Phoenix where he set a then-career oh low God, with course. 13 goals. <sighs> Let's see. I Phil Kessel? Mm. Signing a four-year, well, 24... Close friend no. of a Coyotes no, legend. He had, like, Jeopardy yeah. waiting music. So in Phoenix, where he set a then career low with 13 goals, Yusuf, yeah, signing and close friend of a Coyotes legend. So who's Shane Doan's good friend? Four-year, 24 million deals. Is Shane Doan so, Shane Doan have a good friend? 
I'm sure he does. He has lots of them. He Brad knows Richardson. Can you give us an idea who is who's good friend? Like who who is the good Jeremy friend? Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy Roenick's good friend. Oh, uh, Michael this Gartner feels like a little bit before my time. Sending a four year twenty four. It's not <laughs> Phil Ogie. We already tried. And it wasn't Brett Hall. Tony Monte. Tony Monte is the correct I answer. I never would have known. Or I don't even Hawk. know who that is. Lit it up with the Blackhawks and came here and was. Oh, Rudy got it. Nice job. Very Rudy. nice. Gotta go, Rudy. Very nice job. All but, right. No Googling, folks. I'm, no Googling. I'm not. No, not you. Oh, We're watching chat, you, too. The chat. Watching. Okay. Wow, that was a good one. All so right. has got a theme of free Question agents, number three in our theme of offseason acquisitions. This oh, 2004 Leah. trade acquisition is one of just eight Coyotes to reach the 30-goal plateau. He is also the only one to marry a seven-time <laughs> Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards winner. Whoa. 2004. I didn't even live in Arizona. <laughs> Okay, let me think about the Nickelodeon thing. That might help. I know, that's what I'm trying to go to, too. That, that's what threw me. Somebody won an awards on... But who else like has Dion the 30... Seven times. Who else has a 30-goal plateau? Oh, a Kid Choice Award could be anything. Yeah, it doesn't have to be an actor or actress, necessarily. It could be... It could be a another, singer. could be a singer. could be an athlete. Yeah. Come on. 2004? I didn't know. Think of like people who've scored 30 goals. Oh! Comrie? Oh, somebody oh, got it. Mike Comrie. Mike Comrie. Mike Comrie. Wow. is the correct answer. He, he and did. for a bonus, who did he marry? Hillary Duff. Correct. Hillary Duff. I knew wow. that one. I knew that part. I had to Charles. go CWP. And if you, if you Googled, then it, we're not yeah, cheering you, for you. If you Googled it. I don't think he did. I trust him. We're going to trust wow. you guys not to Google That's it. That's really good. I, I got, threw at least I got the Hillary Duff part. I was thinking of Dion Phaneuf. With, he did, didn't he marry the girl from 24? Remember uh, the Canadian actress girl, uh, Mike Fisher, know. married uh, Carrie what? Underwood. Yep, Carrie Underwood. There's some wow. there's some connections there. All right, let's go to question number I four. Shot. <laughs> this 2010 trade acquisition was at the time the only <sighs> Polish-born player in Coyotes history oh. before Arizona selected Maximilian Zuber in the sixth round Zuber of the 2022 NHL draft. Oh wait, I think I did. Oh, um, what's his name? What's his name? We'll check Wolski. Oh, Wojciech Wolski is it? Oh. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Wait, nice. Wow. Yes. Woo. Wow. Right. That'd we go, are on Leah. to our fifth and final question before we hit the bonus question. All right. That's a really good one. Okay. You ready? I'm, I'm this veteran D man came to the Coyotes along with a promising young D, D prospect and a 2022 second round pick in exchange for just a 2023 seventh this round. This veteran D man came to the Coyotes along with a promising young D prospect and a 2024 second round pick in exchange for. A 2023 seventh round draft pick. This was recent then. Oh, yeah, really recent. <laughs> Why can't I think well, What do they get? So it's got to be Veteran D-Man. Who's a veteran D-Man? Well, Brown is the real only. So it's, I'll go Josh Brown. That no, is he wouldn't, got, he wouldn't have got a second round Leah, pick. Leah, do you have Josh a Brown. guess? This a mentioned. guess? Let me think. Let me read it again in my head. But somebody else talk while I'm reading it. So there's no dead Yeah, air. don't look at the screen. Don't look at the screen. Somebody got it? No, nobody has it yet. Oh. But somebody might be Googling it right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't want to Google it. This veteran D-man came to the Coyotes along with a promising young D prospect and a 20. So it could be, it's got to be somebody in the last three years. Yeah, but I feel like I should know Goss this. Gostaspear didn't bring that no, kind he, of, that was a bag of pots. No, he got nothing. Got nothing and liked it. They gave up nothing for him. Yeah, and a second round pick exchange for a seventh round pick. So, Gostaspear, any other big demon that they got? Nemeth? No. Before that? Why don't I know this? I feel so dumb. No, you want the answer? Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. Put it up. The answer is 
It's a Sheldon. Oh, she got it. Oh, and Luke got it. Okay, but I didn't see. That's, I forgot about him. I'm sorry. All right. The bonus question is difficult. Okay. Leah, I wouldn't expect you to know this. Petey. Watch me get it. I'm Just really going to test you here. All right. Here's the bonus question. This 1997 draft pick is one of two ninth round picks in Coyotes history to play more than two hundred NHL games. Well, the other you one already, was Dan Winnick. You had him on the show. It's not Daniel Winnick. We Who have. is the other? No, one? The Daniel Winnick was on the show. You had Daniel Winnick on oh. the show. So this is the, the other, other player has not been on the show, but he is the only other ninth round pick in Coyotes in history Coyotes history to, to play, play more, more than two hundred NHL games. Could you give us a position that he played? He's a forward. He's a forward. Okay, so that doesn't help for shit. Um, Trevor Latowski wouldn't have been that late and he was the wrong year. Seventh round pick. I think the wrong year. He was the year before. He was in 96. 97 would have been the year after Danny Briere. And did he, how many games did he play? Did he play many of them with the Coyotes? He did. Dan Folk, uh, forward. No. Danny Briere. No. Isbister. No, he'd have been before that. Is there any other hints? Does anybody got it? Boy, I don't know. Where else did they go on to play? Okay, I can tell you. Yeah, give me that. Nashville, the Islanders, the Wild, the Avalanche. Jesus Christ. Suitcase. Come on, chat. Help us out. Played a lot of age. But don't Google. Steven Reinprecht, he wasn't drafted by them. They played for a lot of those teams. Craig, I don't know. You want the answer? Yeah, I do. The answer is... Wyatt Smith. Oh, yeah. No. From where? Do you know where Wyatt Smith's from? Minnesota. Minnesota. Why do you think I put him in the bonus? God damn it! <laughs> I liked Wyatt Smith. Good kid. Okay, that was a good. Yeah. Good Craig. Yeah, Craig. I like the category too. Trades and and signings. I yeah, liked it. I like really it. Good. I like that each one kind of has a theme. theme. Yeah. I liked it. Sean, you got next. Buffalo Sabres adjacent Coyotes. Do I, I like have them. next? I don't know. Do you want to? If do you want, want me to? It, I can. Yeah, yeah I, and I would do Buffalo Sabre adjacent. I like that. I can do that. <laughs> you don't have to, but no, I'm, I'm putting down you on the If spot. you want me to, I'm absolutely not. Do you know where Wyatt Smith was born, by the way, Petey? I, I don't. I don't. Thief River Thief Falls. Thief River Falls. There you go. That's it a sounds like a made Northern place. Minnesota. It's an hour and a half from Bemidji. Thief River Falls. Wow. Huh. Did not All know right. that. Well, that was uh, Trivia Tuesday. That was Mailbag Tuesday, and I think that was uh, that was a lot of fun. It so was a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody who participated in the chat for trivia, who participated in Craig's Mailbag to help create more discussion on this show today. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, hit the thumbs up. Give us a like. It really means a lot to us. And if you're listening on audio, be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter. It's still Twitter at S. Peter's Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, and at Sean underscore to pause. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We are here tomorrow live at 11 a.m. with a special guest. Uh, Sun Devil Hockey head coach Greg Powers will be joining us in studio. So, <laughs> Yep, as always. So looking forward to that one. And uh, yeah, we're here Monday through Friday every day at 11 a.m. all throughout the off season. So join us Block it off on your calendar. Make that your lunch at work. And we look forward to chatting with everybody tomorrow. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Bye.